You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so tonight, the Celtics, huge favorites over the 76ers in game one of the Eastern Conference semis. Celtics laying 10 and a half at home and total 213 and a half. The big storyline for the Sixers is that there's no Joel Embiid in this game. Jenks, what are we missing here? Because it feels like a game that's going to be real tough for the Sixers to stay in. But once again, we've seen the Celtics do this thing where they kind of sleepwalk against teams of lesser uh, competition, Mm -hmm. I guess you would say. And sometimes they leave the door open. And that makes me a little nervous when laying a 10 and a half with the Celtics team that kind of has that tendency. So what's your initial read here? (sighs) I, this makes no sense to me. I mean, it makes some sense, but this line has moved from Celtics minus seven and a half to Celtics minus 10 and a half. So this line has moved three full points. I'm supposed to lay 10 and a half with the Celtics. I, I just, I can't do it. And I understand that Joel Embiid is out, but I keep coming back to the idea that this is the NBA playoffs. And I understand that Embiid is such a huge part of that offense for Philly, but also the 76ers are a lot more rested. They've had a lot more time to get ready and prep for this series. Because I think that, like, you you always want to be prepared for either team. But they had to know it was going to eventually be Boston. And I think they can keep this within the number. I just can't. I will not bet Celtics minus 10.5. I will not bet Sixers plus 10.5. But I just cannot lay double digits in the playoffs, particularly the semifinals of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, sorry to dredge up bad memories. But remember when we had, what was it, the Celtics? And mm-hmm. who else was it? You had a parlay and you're like, well, the Celtics laying 13 yes. and a half against the Hawks. They don't even have DeJounte Murray. This is going to be an easy win. And what do you know? The Celtics lost that game outright. Huh. So I just think for me, the Celtics cannot be trusted in these type of games. They let the other team hang around. And in that case, they lost the game outright. So if you're telling me that I'm supposed to trust them with 10 and a half points, I don't think so. I think it's probably <laughs> Sixers at plus 10 and a half or nothing yeah i think that's the way i would go as well and also if you look back at the regular season chelsea the sixers were very good without joel and b they were 11 and 5 overall now i understand this is a different animal when you're talking about the celtics but they have been in this situation before and other guys have stepped up and also if you look at how the sixers performed against the nets they had the best defensive rating of any playoff team in the nba i get that it's the nets and the nets sort of shot themselves in the foot almost every game in that series. But still, part of that had to do with how Philly plays defense. So, yeah, I'm going to continue to lean Philly here. I don't want to bet Philly without Joel Embiid, but, man, 10.5 points, get out of town. No. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, also the total's a little tricky here because it's the the confliction of two really hot trends. You have Boston, who's been really hot to the over, four straight games to the over, and some of those totals have been really high. Uh, a total of 230 and a half against the Hawks in their last game. That one was uh, a win for the over as well. But looking at Philly, they've had three straight games to the under, and those totals have been really low. Last game, 210 and a half, and that one stayed under because the final score was 96 to 88. How does Joel Embiid being out of the lineup affect this number? Because I think on the surface you say, okay, Joel Embiid is out. That would mean that there's probably less points that are going to be on the board. But also, Joel Embiid is very good defensively. And I think that was one of the biggest factors in that net series is that Nick Claxton was not effective, at least in the point scoring part of the game, because Joel Embiid is so tough to go against in the paint. So do you have a read on this total? I think I would go, I mean, it's dropped down, but I kind of like, I, I would go against the money here. I kind of like the over. And so this is another reason why the NBA is so tough because, oh, I'm going against the money here. But I happen to think that without Joel Embiid and the lineup, that what the Celtics want to do is they want to push the pace a little bit. And the reason for that is because if you get into a half court set, then that benefits the 76ers, right? Because they want to let Joel Embiid go to work on the blocks. So now I've seen a couple of computer projections that has this going over. And I kind of think that's the way to go. If you're the Celtics, I think you want to speed this game up. Make the Sixers run. Don't let them get set and get into a half-court game or get into a full-court game with these guys as opposed to letting them get set and let Embiid sort of do his inside-out thing with James Harden. So I would go the other way. I think this, this total is too low. I like the over. I just – I don't ever feel like I have a good read on NBA totals because I feel like the sabotage factor is – one of these teams can get super hot or super cold just from the field. And therein, you just lose your bet for that reason alone. So totals for me in the NBA are not something that I love doing. Switching back to player props, is there any kind of value in taking somebody other? You know, obviously, Joel Embiid is out for this game. So somebody is going to have to carry the load when it comes to the Sixers. Do we think it's Tobias Harris or do we think it's Tyrese Maxey? You look at the numbers, Tobias Harris, 16 and a half is his number, which seems very gettable to me. Minus 125 for the over or Tyrese Maxey, 24 and a half for minus 110. Last game, it was Tobias Harris that uh, had a big one. 25 points in the final game against the Nets. I kind of lean towards that way. Do you think it's Tobias Harris that, or either of these guys? Or do you think it's a bad matchup saying that the Celtics have a really good defense? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't necessarily think it's a bad matchup. I think I would lean Tyrese Maxey here. One, because Matt just said so in the chat and I needed someone to give me <laughs> a heads up here. But also, if you look at how he performed in his last three games against Brooklyn, had 33 points, 25 points, 16 points. So this is a guy that has mm -hmm. stepped up in that spot playing good basketball right now, can certainly shoot from deep. And I also think that maybe 
maybe there's a little bit of value because when you think about guys stepping up in the absence of Joel Embiid, I think you immediately go to Tobias Harris, and I understand why. Tyrese Maxey tends to be maybe the lesser of the two names, so maybe there's some value there. I'm not a big player props person, as you know, but I would lean Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there for another read on the yeah. game because we always like to sure. point out a couple players maybe to watch. Uh, what players should we be watching for in the Western Conference semis? We have the Nuggets leading this series one game to nothing. Game two tonight in the Mile High City. Suns, Nuggets, Nuggets laying four and a half. Total 227 and a half. So I think my initial read on this game was you had a big game from Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in game one. Uh, and you still got creamed by almost 20 points. So how does the math change in this one for a Nuggets team that's been an absolute wagon at home all year long? Like, what am I not seeing here? Because it feels like the Nuggets are the play for me. But also, I guess it's four and a half points. Are you expecting some kind of bounce back effort from the Suns here? This is what I keep struggling with. This is a heart versus head argument. And in my, in my heart, I'm like, look, this is just reactionary, right? And I think you can fall into this trap. And we were talking about this earlier, which is you look at the Suns. And what to me, what is my first reaction? Oh, dude, there's no way. There's no way the Suns are, are, are going to are, are let the Nuggets beat them two games in a row or beat up on them or cover the number in two games in a row. They're just too good. They have KD. They have Kevin Booker or Kevin Booker, Devin Booker. Like they, they have Chris Paul, they have DeAndre, they have more star power, but we don't give the Nuggets enough credit because the Nuggets aren't loaded with star power, but they are the better team. At least that's what we saw during the regular season. And the one real Achilles heel for Phoenix, and we've seen this so far throughout the playoffs, is they don't have a lot of depth. The Nuggets can really beat you with depth with their rotation of players. The Suns don't have that. If you look at their first-round series against the Clippers, the Suns stars were playing a ton of minutes, and KD was asked about this and was like, eh, I don't care. I love the ball. But at some point, you can play so much, so many minutes, and your body does wear down. So I, I look at how the Nuggets performed during their regular season against the number at home. They were the second-best in the league just behind the Warriors. They were wagons at home. And by the way, the last couple of weeks of the season when the Nuggets were struggling, Jamal Murray wasn't playing. Michael Porter Jr. wasn't playing. All of those guys are healthy now. So I, I want to say it's, it's the Suns because I feel like there'll be a response. But if you look at the numbers and the trends, I think it's Nuggets. So I, I don't know what to do here. I think I'm on the Nuggets. Like if the trends yeah. are telling you this, if you feel like this is the play, I think it probably is the Nuggets. The only thing that makes me a little squeamish is maybe the spread here is it's set at four and a half. So maybe the Nuggets win, but don't cover. But still, even if you look at the box score for the Nuggets, uh, what I forgot to mention this, you look at, uh, God, I'm losing my train of thought. Nikola Jokic, only nine of 21 from the field. This is not a normal performance from Nikola Jokic. He still finished with 24 and 19 boards, but still there's room for improvement for Nikola Jokic. And maybe the room for improvement also, I guess you could argue, is on the Sun side because Kevin Durant, mm -hmm. as good as he is, he also had a ton of turnovers in the first game. So maybe if he controls the ball a little bit better, uh, that they can stay a little closer in this one. But still, you look at every aspect of this game. The Nuggets dominated the boards. The Nuggets, the better mm -hmm. team that didn't turn the ball over. So it just feels 
like a game that's going to be controlled once again by the Nuggets. Maybe when this series switches to Phoenix, then I'll take a look at the Suns. <laughs> but until now, the Nuggets at home, I don't think that's a freight train I want to stand in front of. No, I don't think so either. And the more I talk about it, the more I think maybe it's Nuggets, maybe it's Nuggets. And and also, you, you sort of touched on it. What's going to happen when the Joker goes off? Jamal Murray has yeah. been the guy leading the way for I mean, what what an absolute boon for the Nuggets. Like what a bonus where Jamal Murray, after missing the last two postseasons because of an injury, has suddenly returned to his former self. We forget how dominant he can be when he's on his game. So this is perfect timing for the Nuggets. And you have to be thinking, man, we're letting Jamal Murray just go off. Just wait until Nikola Jokic has one of his games where he just is a monster. And Kevin Durant talked about this. He was not surprised at all. He's like, this is a damn good team. They have a two-time MVP. They are deep. They're the number one seed for a reason. He cut off a report and said, no, I'm not surprised at all. So the Suns know what they're getting into because Kevin Durant, like the Suns, he's a basketball guy. He sees what's going on. So take this is one of those things, again, where we were talking about earlier, you strip Yankees off the, the jersey, you strip Dodgers off the jersey. If you take Durant off the back or Chris Paul off the back of the jersey and you just look at the teams, the advantage goes to the Nuggets. Certainly the Suns can win this series, but based on what we saw in the regular season, Denver is definitely the better team. We'll see if it plays out that way. For sure. And then, of course, we've got to give you one player prop to watch for. For me, it's going to be Kevin Durant over his rebounding prop. I was hoping that the books were going to be sleeping on this, but they are not. It's set at seven and a half, juice the over at minus 145. But he's been a rebounding machine. Last game, he had 14 rebounds, and he's hit double-digit rebounds twice so far this postseason, averaging eight and a half for the postseason. Oh, I think half of rebounding is effort, and the effort is definitely there for Kevin Durant and those long Durantula arms. So maybe consider the rebounds for Kevin Durant. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.